what are you thinking right now in your head? You want to kill me right now, don't you? Like, I just, I just want help. And you're, you literally, you're pausing for 10 seconds, like sizing me up. Will you help me? And then it's, yeah. Yep. What do you need? This is the 2120 podcast. For each week, two guys take an idea, an experience, or a topic that we're passionate about, and we talk about it with you for 20 minutes. When you communicate well with customers, like they get it. They see that you're cranking busy. They don't see your associates standing with their elbows on the counter, you know, talking to each other. They see them running here and running there. So they're willing to wait. But I, we take pride in getting you help as soon as possible. Like when you want help, we're getting you help. It's not going to be by me. It's going to be one of my experts. Like you don't want me talking to you about guns because I don't know a damn thing about guns. I'm going to get you Cody or Lance or like these guys that are, have experience yeah. so you can have a great experience. Yeah. And, you know, there's some times where the customer just doesn't get that. Like, why can't you help me? Or they see an associate in a different area of the store. Well, you have somebody just standing over there. Yeah, you know, I'd love to grab him for you, but he's my baseball manager. He doesn't sell guns. I do apologize. Like, they, they just don't get that. Yeah, at a box store, sure. We yeah, can get I'll that grab, guy. I'll grab whoever, whoever you want. <laughs> There's a cashier downstairs. Let me grab her really quick. She'll sell you a gun. You know, yeah. I mean, no, like, we're going to get you the right person. And we're never going to sacrifice that sale to just throw somebody into the fire and say, oh, yeah, you know what? We're cranking busy right now. I have nobody here to sell guns. I got a guy that fishes, so let me just grab him because right. maybe he could do this. No. Yeah, he can come over and read the box. He can come oh, over and yeah. read the little label for yeah. me and tell me exactly what I've already been figuring out on my own, yep. waiting for somebody to help me. That's not service. Yeah, no. So our, our, my customers and our customers need to know that hey, I'm going to get you help as soon as I can. And, you know, there's some times on a busy weekend where I'm getting my dog walked and I can't get people freed up that I'm working. I'm, I'm going I'm to work hard for you. I'm going to communicate with you. But... You know, just you breathe a little bit and I'll get you somebody. Um, but you have those customers that are just super impatient, you know, and we, we were joking about this one too because they come in on, a, on the lunch break. I'm on my lunch break. I need help. Yep. Like, let's, let me just drop everything that I'm doing yeah. and, and take care of you. And, you know, that's their, their moment in time. That's when they have time to go do this. So we have to take, we have to take care of them. But it's, you know, it's the, the whole retail and we could spend an hour on just the, you know, the ins and outs of funny retail. But, you know, I, I've seen it multiple times. This even happened to me where, like, I'm literally a customer talking to me, asking me questions, and somebody just, like, walks up and, like, steps right in front of us and starts talking. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I apologize to this customer. Like, you did not just see us. Like, we're engaged in yeah. the conversation. And, like, whatever you need right now is more important. And it's usually, like, where's the restroom located? I mean, it's never, like, life or death. It's just, like, I have to go pee. Where's the restroom? I don't know. That could be life or death. It could be, yeah, I suppose, depending (laughs) on who it is. It could be. It's coming. I need to to go now. But, yeah, you just, there's so many, so many things that happen that retail could easily just be, damn customer, like, give me a break. I'm trying to work on something. I have to get this done. Instead of embracing it and going, you're here for a reason. You're gonna. You're helping us stay open. Like, yeah. Let me give you my undivided attention. I can always get back to this project. I can always get to that. But your body language, even if you think you're not doing anything, you come off as, oh, like you're too busy for me. I, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I I hate to bother you or whatever that whatever they want to say to stop it. Don't you think the world would be a better place if we learned how to communicate? <laughs> just <laughs> in every in every aspect. Because that's just the thing is like I, I before we started podcasting, I was sharing a story with you about a, a manager that was helping me out in a self checkout spot, and uh, we were buying an item, 
we had to key it in. I didn't know that. There's no barcode on it. And, and so since it was produce, they had to weigh it too, right? So we get that done. The light's still on. The manager's already walked away. And he's given me every indication through his body language that he really did this. I'm, I'm bothering him. Like, this is not something that he needs to do right now. He's got yeah. something else. The truth of it was is all he was doing was walking around wiping stuff down, which is great. Yeah. Good. Do yeah. that. I, I'm, I'm happy that you're doing that. But... I can't finish my checkout until you come over and do the manager authorization here that that, that happened. So, you know, it just comes down to your nonverbals say a whole lot more than your verbals a lot. You can say the right words, but it's the delivery that you give them in. It's your tone. It's the, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or it's the, it's the um, I don't know, a, a certain pace that clearly communicates you're bugging me, buddy. And yeah. Well, it's it's as easy as the pause. After you ask a question, can I get some help over here? And then like they pause and just like look at you. It's like, <laughs> what are you thinking right now in your head? You want to kill me right now, don't you? Like I just <laughs> I just want help, and you're you literally you're pausing for ten seconds, like sizing me up. Will you help me? And then it's yeah, yep. What do you need? You know, and and then it transitions into that. But I, you know, I think the uh, the hide and seek game. You know, I think sometimes our associates get involved in projects yeah. and it's like yeah. a little, little kid that thinks that if, if they put their hands over their eyes, nobody can see me because yeah. I can't see anything else. And our, our shop managers and associates get locked into a project and the blinders come on and we become oblivious to the world that's happening around us. Mm. And we just feel, okay, if I just, if I just kind of fly under the radar over here and put myself in a situation to not get noticed, I'm not going to get bothered. But you know what? Customers are drawn to busy associates. So when you're cranking busy, you're always going to be extra busy because they're, they're seeing you get after it. So now you're, they're, grab, they're grabbing you to help out. You know, when you watch, or for me anyway, when we go shopping with my wife, she hates it because if there's somebody standing around, I will, I'll bypass them to get to, to the busy associate because I know they want it more. You know, so it's, a, it's true. Like I'm telling you right now, it is true. I'm passing the guy standing with his hands in his pockets or gal standing watching TV to get to the guy that's over there working with two or three customers and I'm willing to wait longer because that guy gets it mm-hmm. and Danielle hates it. Oh, she despises it. That's why she probably never asked me to go shopping anymore, but, um, this is all part of your master plan. Is, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I've been working on this for years, but it goes back to like staying busy. And when you have a customer that grabs you, that's a great problem to have. You know, there are businesses that the door never opens up. Like they, they flip the open sign up. And they may get one customer that comes in and, and needs something. But the goal is your doors are constantly opening and closing because people are coming and going and buying stuff. And that just shows the success of a business win. You're swamped. Like if people are coming to you for a reason, they need something. You've done something for them either in the past. You have something they, they want or that, that they need. And they're coming to your location to buy it. Yeah. If you give them any gestures that you don't want to help them, I could buy it online right now. You want to blow me off? Perfect. I can buy this product online, but I'm giving you a shot right now. Take advantage of it. And I was talking to a guy yesterday that was, he works at a um, car dealer in Iowa City, and they're slammed right now. They're selling cars like it's crazy. Yeah, Their service yeah. department's off, off the hook. And then we started talking about bad customer experience, and I said, that's one of the easiest ways for you to gain a customer. You get screwed over at car dealer A, they're done. You, you go to car dealer B and you nail it, you have customers for life. So if we screw up, we could lose that customer and never get them back. The goal is you don't screw up. You take advantage of every customer that comes through your door. You leave them with a great experience. And when they, they leave, 
there is zero chance they're shopping anywhere else. Like I am a Shields customer for life because of what this associate did or your your business and your culture, your 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 whatever. You know, we have I've had so many emails and texts from people that are Shields customers because some of the ads that we put online, you know, for Easter and all these things like we love what your message is, we will be in, in your right. store. Yes. You know, we play a selection of music that is hits every every genre of music. We have, you know, um, church-related music. We have rock. We have we had rap one day. I'm like, oh my god, we have rap music playing in our store, but it meets every category. And I've had multiple people grab me and say, I absolutely love the music that's, that's playing in your store right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like I've also had the I, if I want to go to church and listen to music, I go to church. I don't want to come to Shields to listen to church music. And it's like I don't even think about that anymore. Like there's there's songs that I'm singing. You know me. I'm not a big church guy, but I will be singing a song that has you know God related. Mm-hmm. messages in it yeah, and it just kind of because I hear it so often it's in my head and I'm, I'm yeah. singing it but I'm, I'm not the guy that goes to church every Sunday right so you got to find ways to appeal to all types of customers you know if they're in your store you, you give them your undivided attention and I don't care what they're looking for if it's a little kid that is looking at bikes you blow him off he is a future customer that you may not get back got to say this one of my favorite experiences with my two boys was helping them buy a bicycle when they got you know when they had a chance to wheel it up to the checkout from the back of the store or wherever it was like they just are beaming with oh, it's pride huge. it's huge. one of my favorite things and they'll never forget that experience I, I can remember i was six i remember choosing a bike in downtown vinton third floor on, on a built that was where their warehouse was we got to walk up there here's the bike I, oh my gosh this is my birthday present you know yep. and we'll have that ready for you downstairs they had to take it down for me because obviously you know that's not going to work in that, that case to roll it out but just the pride of being able to do that those experiences they matter and we collect them and then we talk about them and we share them and they shape so much of who we are as a person going forward and and that's what you're saying matt is people want to honor that loyalty uh, or they want to be loyal when they've had those great memories um i do a um i do a presentation Uh, i'm just going to take a little bit of a sidetrack here and we talk about imagining that we work for a um a business together and i'm helping the the people who who are coming to that session that training session with me to uh to make their culture come to life. And I said, we create a fictitious scenario and we come up with this example of we enjoy what we do. And I said, you know what? We're going to amplify that today. I want you to take the word enjoy. I want you to put an X through it. And above it, I want you to write the word love. We love what we do. And we just walk them through a process of what would it look like to see a customer, I'm sorry, a, uh, an employee, an associate, loving what they do what would it look like and then they sit at their tables they go through that scenario of saying well we would be greeted this way we would have this kind of memory we would create this kind of experience so then i have them turn those into statements i said okay now we're going to share them with the whole group what do we come up with and that's actually a very similar to the process that i do when i'm working with a business client we're going to define your culture let's get it so we can create guidelines for it set expectations and it's so neat to watch the the switch flip for people and they go that's what it is that's what we've always wanted to do that well if you don't capture it you can't really assess if it's being done it's tough to give somebody feedback it's tough to tie it back to a performance review or any of those things 
it's also, you can absolutely track it from a return on investment. Absolutely. Because if you love what you do versus I like what I do, huge, huge difference between how I'm going to act. The experience I had with the the self-checkout and the manager that came over, he was there for a job. It was pretty clear to me that he didn't love what he was doing that at that moment, at least maybe he does, but he was not in that mode to show me all he really needed to do for me. Cause I was, my frustration level was starting to get high with this because I'm super impatient with self checkouts. They tick me off. If he could have sensed that all he needed to say was, how's it going today, sir? Is there, I see you're struggling with this. Here's all you have to do. Just walk me through it. Just don't make me feel like I'm an idiot, yeah. you know? Well, he's te- like he's teaching. Yeah. So the next time you come in, you know you have these cherries again, and you have to enter this code and do that. Like you're already well prepared, but you know, we assume they know. Yeah. You know, you're assuming the customer knows how to do something in your store. You know, and like instead of assuming, just show them. Show them one time, you know, and teach. And guess what happens? Like they come in the next the next day or the next month, and they buy the same thing, and you see them standing there, and they don't need you anymore. Yeah. You know, they they know what to do, and it's done, and it's. It's silly because a brand new store in a brand new market, like you nail it for as long as you can. Right. And right now, like they're, they're, they're swinging and missing, yeah. you know? So, yeah. you know, you have to, if you don't do a good job, there's always going to be somebody else that's going to do a good job yeah. and they, they're, they'd be more than happy to take your business, you know? And in, in my business, I want to steal as much market share as I can. I want to be the one-stop shop for anybody, for everything. You know, you come to my store first because we're going to have it. Here's the, the, the words coming to mind right now is excellence. Sure. And I think for some people, that's um, it feels like a dirty word. It, it feels like it's too high of a standard. Now, good enough is good. No. Well, what's wrong with excellence? Well, I'm not scary. saying it is scary, but I'm not saying it's perfection. Like if, if I'm going to impress upon you that we have to be perfect, I'm setting you up for failure. But we can achieve excellence as we pursue perfection. And that to me, I don't care if you're practicing shooting free throws or you are learning how to, to, to stock produce on a shelf or if you're leading a team, excellence should always, always be the objective. I can't imagine why you would even do it if it was just to do it half-assed. Yeah, do it right the first time. It solves so many problems down the road. It's the hiring process or whatever, like hiring and training. We were talking about this just recently at work. If we screw it up now, it costs us more time and more energy down the road because we have to start it all over again. Right. Instead of looking at it and going, okay, we have a new hire. We need to get them trained. We're smoke busy right now. Like we can't, we don't have time. Well, we need to figure it out. Well, I'll just cut corners here and there and we'll figure it out. No, we can't because it costs a, a customer an experience down the road when they don't have all the tools to be successful. We just throw them into the fire and they're, they're scrambling. Guess what happens? They're not happy. And guess what happens? They quit because I thought this was going to be fun. Shields told me that I'm, they're going to give me all the tools <laughs> I needed to be successful. Yeah. And yeah. now I'm terrified. I don't know. I, I'm, 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 I'm drowning right now. Yeah. And they quit. So now my hiring manager is starting over, finding somebody new at interview process. Like, figure it out the first time. Well, and, the, you know, oh, my gosh. Like, you could open up a big time Can box right there yeah. because... when you have to replace somebody, it isn't just the time it takes in the search and the interview and then the training. It's the lost opportunity. It just slows everything down. So you could have been further faster if you'd have done a better job with that part. Yeah. 
ahead of time. And I don't want to lose someone that then goes somewhere else and goes, man, because of, hey, where'd you work last? What was Shields? Why'd you leave? Oh, their training sucked. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it was like it, it, it was like something happened that they feel it, it sucked. I want them leaving going, no, I worked there for four years. I absolutely love the place. The culture was amazing. Like the training was awesome. I learned so much. I had so much fun. Not, it was a train wreck, dumpster fire. Like you, you, you see all these things and you go, we we caused that. So this person left because we screwed up. Instead of embracing it and going, okay, we're not screwing up. We know that it won't be perfect, but we're going to give them every tool necessary t- to make it perfect, and they're going to excel because of it. But we all, the entire store has to embrace it. You know, mm-hmm. if if you feel that it, it's on my shoulders as a trainer to get it done, no, because I'm relying on ten different other trainers to to, to do it too. And then the damn customer gets in the way. I'm, no, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, I'm training right now. Give me 10 minutes. I'll be right with you. Like, then you lose that customer. Mm-hmm. So it's a double-edged sword. Like, do you want to focus on excellent training or do you want to focus on taking care of the customer? And yeah. a lot of times you're training during the day when the customer's in the store. Yeah. Our, our training is, is very important. It's vital to our business. But there's nothing more important than that customer that's exactly. right there that needs help. And sometimes we go not it somebody else will get you instead of going yep i got you because yeah. that's a great trend that's i mean to see that as that new hire associate in the back pocket of a brand new veteran or a new veteran that is working with this customer they learn so much they see how they interact they see the words they use they see how they open the action of the gun whatever that may yeah. be they're learning tons right there that may be better training than what they're getting one-on-one over in guns absolutely so absolutely you have to embrace it you have to know that life is not perfect by any means there's always going to be some type of a hiccup but when you commit to that excellence like you're better off because of it down the road hands yeah down. no i think closing word for me was you know what you just said was committing to excellence I, to me it's you have to take ownership of it you have to take ownership psychological personal ownership of excellence in everything you do there it is all right that's it i'm jim i'm matt Catch you next time. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the 2120 Podcast. Hey, everyone, this is Jim, and Matt and I want to ask you for a favor. If you've gotten something out of these conversations, if you've been entertained, or maybe you've learned something valuable that will help you improve or your business improve, then the best way to pay us back is to like this podcast, give us a review, and let others know about it. And that will help us fuel our fire to keep going and keep bringing you awesome content. We'll see you next time.